T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you guys so much for listening got a quick kid episode for you this week you can find this podcast most places you can find podcasts that is the odyssey app apple podcast google play stitcher omni tending to the fan.com you can find us on social media instagram.com slash beers on us and uh, our personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, Patrick's at PDiddy085 on Twitter and Instagram. That's me. And then we've got uh, Beers on Us Twitter, which is Beers on Us Pod, and Facebook.com slash Beers on Us. But those two are our ugly stepchildren. Step- I know. I, uh, God, I cannot speak tonight. Stepchildren. Thank I know. You. I so desperately want to, like, tweet out good articles to read, like cool knowledge-based stuff for Twitter. And then I am not a Twitter user, so I never think to do it. Right. Like my Twitter, my personal Twitter is literally just sports stuff. I don't follow politicians. I don't follow, I follow like traffic, but I don't, and weather, but I don't follow news. It's real. I don't follow pop culture. Mine is literally just sports. So I get on Twitter on like a day that I've got nothing to do. And I'm like, oh, I haven't watched sports, anything going on important. That's it. Yeah. I'm I just mean, not a Twitter user. I never on, have been. I'm on Twitter a ton. Yeah. Well, but, your full-time job is a sports job. But I also don't follow anything beer on Twitter. Yeah. It's purely sports. There's no beer on Twitter to follow. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the other yeah, part of the there's problem. There's no beer on Twitter to follow. I have noticed that. I used to try to tag breweries in tweets. Mm-hmm. They don't even have yeah. Twitters. Yep. And I realized just how niche Twitter is compared to other social media sites. Right. It's huge in the sports world. Yeah, in the sports and news world, it is absolutely crucial, especially in the sports. I hate the news world of Twitter, but the sports world of Twitter is fantastic. Instagram is clearly the place to be for beer. Yep. Um, I think Facebook to an extent, but... Facebook is dying. Facebook is dying, and so Instagram is really where everything is. But... Facebook owns Instagram, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> so Facebook is not dying. So Facebook doesn't care. No. Um, so, and uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find us. It helps us out. We're going to do a quick hit today. Just a little banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a really cool time this weekend in my week in beer, so we'll talk about that. And Patrick says he has a story for his week in beer. Mm-hmm. So uh, into, uh, DM us on Instagram and uh, let us know how your week in beer was. And we have a potentially cool first time back out on location 
episode yeah. coming up in a couple weeks? Yeah, I'm working on some stuff. Uh, our good friend, friend of the show, friend to you listeners who's been on this pod multiple times multiple times brian cook has uh helped me out to try to set something up and uh in the next two weeks or so that should be great uh i still want to i my apologies i have not reached out to the occidental crew uh but i would very much like to reach out to them and make that happen so hopefully in the next month or two we've got some cool stuff coming for well, you well and the mandate ends in three days yeah and and i i honestly think you know after a couple weeks of the mandate ending it might be worth revisiting quote unquote post covid that's what it feels like it might be interesting to see what stuff is i can call around to some buddies and get some info and and we can chat about it here i think that would be useful especially because some people are now calling it the endemic aka Mm. we've reached endemic times with this where it'll just be part of life and it won't be as severe hopefully not in a positive way numbers are really low right now hospitalization wise so that's excellent yep um it's been two years it's been a long two years, my friend. And what was it in uh, with smallpox? Two years, right? 1919 until 1921 or yeah, something? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It was about two years. So we're there, We're hopefully, again, knock on wood. And I think they projected this was going to be three and a half, so we're ahead of the curve. Did they project that? I think I heard that um, on Facebook from, from my aunt, my crazy yeah, well, aunt. Well, that's the most trustworthy source. So, uh, okay, week in beer-wise, and we are drinking a beer. Uh, it is one that we have had and talked about, but we have not had on the podcast. It is the uh, Cactus For My Lottery. Is that what it's called? Cactus Wins the Lottery. Cactus Wins the Lottery, which is a sour from Ex Novo. And uh, it's a good sour. It's uh, a little bit too tart for me, but I really enjoy the flavors quite a bit. Yeah, um, I just, I, I, I grabbed, we had it in the fridge and I grabbed it because I know you've been trying things lately. Yes. So I was curious as you're trying new things. Revisiting this, how does it stick out to you? Was just just a curious. It's thing. a little too tart, and uh, part of my week in beer is I went back to the Black Fermentation Project well, mm-hmm. which is what I talked about last week. They had another sour in the same can, same can art, but different name. This one was Apricots and Plums. Mm. Boy, oh, let me tell you. Look at you. I love plums. Super underrated fruit. In my opinion, this was like the the plum bomb at the end was so tasty because you think about plums as like really sweet. You think about apricots as really tart. Mm-hmm. The combination, it's just right. Yeah, that'd be interesting because like and the plum really came out at the end. I was so happy. So many sours out there use a lot of apricots and peaches, and it's usually just way too much for me. Yep. So I would love something like a plum to balance that out. If you can find it, I saw it at Market of Choice. I don't remember the exact name of it. The The one I had last week was Starfish, and that had pineapple in it, um, which I know you would hate. But uh, this one was the same same can art. You know, It's got a little like paper paper uh, planes on it, mm-hmm. Black Fermentation Project. And it was just, you can just read on the side, it says, with apricot and plums. So freaking good. I was so happy with it. And... Um, my girlfriend did not like it, but not surprising. But I was so happy. I was like, you got to try this. And she was like, nope, nope, nope. Too sour, too sour, too sour. Uh, they they do really good sours. And I know they're out of Denver and, and they're not gonna, you're not going to see a ton of them out here. But the fact that we're seeing them at all and finding that they make that good of a sour, that's really exciting. Uh, and like I've been telling you guys, I'm not drinking as much beer recently, so I don't have a ton to share outside of that. But I did go somewhere for the first time. 
and I've been wanting to go there for many, many months. I finally uh, made my way out there. I went to Steeplejack for the first time. Hey-oh! The, uh, weird to say, the OG place since they've been existing for a year. But have three locations coming soon. Yes. Uh, but I went to the the old church, mm-hmm. um, which is off of uh, Broadway over yep, there. It's Broadway. And um, kind of right where uh, Weedler and Broadway meet. merge. Yep. Yeah. Where Broadway curves left, it's like right there. Uh-huh. And then it merges with Weedler. Um, first of all, I mean, the location, obviously, it was Absolutely really cool. incredible. Walked in, stained glass windows, high ceilings, really a ton of space. It was really cool. Uh, my roommate and I went. We sat at the bar. Um, I got myself a dark English mild, which was really well done. It was a really good malt character. tasted really good. And then I got myself a fruity stout that was like, I, I forget the fruit. It was like blueberries or something. And the fruit really paired well with the darkness and the richness of the stout. Again, really solid. Really, really good. I did not try any of their light beers. I was kind of in a dark beer mood. So hence mm-hmm. the two darker beers. But the star of the show, folks, if you have not been there, the food is I think some of the best food I've had at a brewery in years. That's excellent to hear, man. Um, they had these little potato croquettes. Uh-huh. I've had those. I've never had anything like that before. Mm-hmm. It was fried mashed potato balls mm-hmm. in this really delicious sauce. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing. And they had a special, which was a fried chicken sandwich that had um, peanut butter gojujang sauce on it. Maybe not a special. Maybe always on the menu. Oh. Oh my god! Well, what and I'm... it had like um, like kimchi or some sort of like Korean slaw on it, like it was an Asian style chicken sandwich. The food was so good, and I'm I love food. We've talked about this. Food is even more important than the beer for me when I go to a brewery. When I because I want to eat. Like if the beer is solid, I'll be happy as long as the food's good. Mm-hmm. I know what brewery food is. I know what to expect. Sure. Most of the top end breweries in the city make good food, but they're all pretty much in the same realm of quality. Sure. Sandwiches, burgers, and steak all, option. I know what I'm getting. I know it's going to be good. I was blown away by how good this food was. So bravo to Steeplejack. Bravo to the head chef there. I know that they talked about him on the podcast. I don't remember his name, but um, that is some quality brewery food did the food come to you really quickly when you ordered it uh the croquettes did the sandwich took a little bit longer because i swear every time i'm there and i order food i order food and then i blink and it's in front of me yeah the sandwich took a little longer but i mean like not too long just normal length yeah yeah the 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 potato croquettes were just like bam here they are well i'm glad you finally went out there i mean i think they also have to like climb stairs yeah the kitchen's in the basement (laughs) that's so weird yeah um i'm glad you got the chance to go there i mean as far as brew pub experience i mean that's that's up there has Um, to be yeah we you know oregon beer awards are on april 6th um those are coming up uh and so i've been working on that on my end because we have our beers to put in uh, and I always, and as an Academy voting member, I always kind of think about those little things like uh, uh, design is an aspect, brew pub experience is an aspect, midsize, small and large are aspects of that of that Academy voting. And uh, Steeplejack, uh, I'd be shocked if anybody took that from them this year because it's just a really great place to go. Yeah, The side rooms are really cool. The main hall is really cool. The bar is great. 
Uh, it's just a really cool place to be when it comes to craft beer. It was it was really, really neat. I really enjoyed it. Parking is a little rough over there, so be mm-hmm. warned for that if you mm-hmm. want to go not ride share there if you're, if you're going to drive. I got pretty lucky. I got the first side street over, but you're on a main road with very little parking, and it's really busy. So. Yep. And they don't have parking lots, so be warned for that. I just, I, the food was amazing. Good, man. I'm really glad. And, and I, I like the beers, too. I mean, that's not to take anything away from the beers. The two beers I had were quite good. Um, so bravo to Annie and Anna and, and all the other people working on the beers out there. But I just, I, I, I couldn't stop talking about the potato croquettes. <laughs> I mean, my <laughs> God. So good. So that was my weekend beer. No, nothing crazy. Again, not not drinking too much beer. At the moment, but um, that was a really cool experience, and I'm very happy I did it. That's great. Uh, my weekend beer is interesting. It's actually going to transfer into this next week. I was running some errands on Saturday, and I stopped at Lombard House. Speaking of Brian Cook, our, our good buddy, I stopped at Lombard House for the Via Beer, the Via Brewing release party they did there. Ran into Charlie Devereaux and some Day One Cats and some other people like that. So it was a cool little industry moment but i got to chat with charlie a little bit about about uh the via project and learned a little more and that was fun and then i stopped because i live in camas i'm not in north portland very often anymore Uh, i stopped at bridgetown and i just was in and out i just needed to grab some beer and i was like you know what i'm gonna actually kind of go big on this i'm gonna get a four pack of lagers and i'm gonna get a four pack of hoppy beer Okay. But I've got no... Especially because you're not going as often, it's good to kind of right, get the right. full Right, right. I was going to stack up a little bit, go through these, have a really nice, solid weekend beer, but I've got no I've got no uh, agenda. Okay. You know, it, it could be a Vienna, it could be a Dunkel, it could be a Schwarz, it could be anything. And then the, I, the hoppy stuff, I was like, could be an Italian Pilsner, could be a Session, could be a double IPA, could be anything. And I ended up walking away with four Hellases and four West Coast IPAs. <laughs> and I was like, hello, sir. Welcome to being Patrick Harris. <laughs> and I didn't even mean to. Uh, I, I haven't gotten through these yet, so I will report back next week. And I'll post these pictures uh, tomorrow. Uh, I, I got the Hellas Lager from Wayfinder because I hadn't had that in a while. So I was like, oh, I'll revisit the well. Good old hell. I got a Hellas Lager uh, Tall Boy from Freem. Because they're now in Tall Boys. Yes. So I was like, oh, okay, color me intrigued. I'll check this out. There's the Maltster series from Block 15. I grabbed that Hellas. By the way, bravo to Freem for finally going into Tall Boys because- The uh, bottles were rough. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I've stopped buying bottles. Yeah. Completely stopped. Yep. If your beer is in a bottle, I'm not even looking at it. And my biggest thing is it's not even that I'm looking at it. It's that it's not offered to me. Like where I go buy beer, there aren't many bottles. Well, where I if go, any. Market of Choice has bottles. Sure, I don't. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. You just don't look. I don't look. I don't want the size of it. It doesn't fit in parts of my fridge. I just give me the easy tall cans mm-hmm. and let me go about my day. And then, and so the, like, I'm sorry, ferment. I'm not buying your classic bottled beer because I'm not even looking at it anymore. And that ESP is good. I Put know. it in a can. Uh, and then the fourth Hellas, which I'm actually kind of the most excited to try, is Away Days. Oh, okay. Um, so they have a Hellas out, so I'm I'm really excited to try that. And then the West Coast IPAs, stay fresh from our good friends at Berlick. There was there was an ecliptic Rubens collab Ooh. called Crystar IPA. I haven't read much more than it was a collab. And I was like, okay, John Harris and Rubens. All right, sign me up. Mm-hmm. I'll check that out. Translator from Ruse. 
I haven't seen that in a can in a while, so yeah. I got really excited. That's that's an that's IPA. That's like their classic West Coast, that's right? That's their like flagship West Coast. Well, I don't know if it still is. I haven't seen it in forever. So I was like really excited to see that in a can. And then we did the Amarillo Block 15. I grabbed the Chinook. There you go. Because I really wanted to try that. So I'll report back next week. I just thought it was so funny. Well, the thing I was like, no agenda. Yeah, I was. I'll, I'll get doubles. It's a little. Maybe there's some triples hanging on that I really want to try, or like a hoppy lager. And then I just want to get some regular lagers. You know, I was looking at some some other stuff. And then the things I grabbed were just Hellas's and West Coast IPA. Sorry, I'm me. One thing that you did not share, but I can uh, lead you to share, was uh, you also had another West Coast IPA that you texted me and said was really really good. And that was Via. Oh, yes. Because we had the Hoppy Lager on the podcast. Yes, we had we, the Hoppy Lager. We and, enjoyed. And uh, you had the West Coast IPA mm-hmm. and texted me that it was really good. Yeah, the the aroma was fantastic. The first sip was great. Um, near the end, I didn't love it as much as I loved it in the beginning. Um, but I don't think that's worth really like banging on by any means. And then after that, my second beer was I went back to that Hoppy Pilsner and it was funny when I was at Lombard House, there were people that were like, uh, I think you poured me the wrong beer. I ordered the Pilsner. I think you gave me the IPA. And Brian was like, that's the Pilsner. And it was like, that's the hop character of that Pilsner. We talked about how yeah. hoppy it was. That yeah. is the hop character of that Pilsner. That it is. It's Mosaic Simcoe. It is very much an IPA style. Uh, one other thing before we go um, on this quick hit here. I saw this. I'm going to pull it up. I'm also ready to ready to drop our new news news. Okay, um, I, there's no reason why we can't. It's locked in. That's true. Okay, I just saw this, and uh, there is a new brewery going in to the Burnside Brewing space. Oh, really? Yes. How did I not see this? Uh, new School posted it today, eleven hours ago. Oh, I've also been buried deep in work stuff. Uh, it is called Fracture Brewing. Okay. And uh, it launches this week in the former Burnside Brew Co. space. And uh, it was supposed to be a brewery that opened in Vietnam. Oh. Until the pandemic hit. Okay. And now they're opening it here. So uh, the new brand kicks off with tap takeovers at Loyal Legion this weekend. Um, but Shout they plan to Herb. open not one, but two tasting rooms by this summer. Wow. Fracture Brewing. Okay. Uh, that's exciting for me. Because the main concert hall I go to is Bossa Nova because all the metal, sh- metal shows are there. So uh, if I can uh, get to a brewery across the street, that'd be very, very nice. I don't know anything about it. Uh, if they're we're going to open in Vietnam, I imagine they have a lot of Asian-style beers, which is interesting. Because that is a niche in this market that does not really exist. Hit me. Let's give it a try. Hit me. Uh, and I guess I will end with this. Uh, speaking of OBAs, uh, the Beers on Us podcast is once again a sponsor at the OBAs. But it's uh, in person this year. It is in person this year, so it'll be exciting. Uh, it is April 6th, which is a Wednesday. Uh-oh. FYI. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, so we're out on the hot corner for that Wednesday. Uh-oh. Um, and uh, we are a sponsor. I will be there with the Grains crew. Uh, and, uh, we are presenting barrel aged stouts. They gave me the list and, uh, it was 
pretty much a no-brainer. We oh, did, we didn't we get did, to we didn't get to choose last year, right? Uh, we did, we did. I looked at the list, and Double IPA was still on there, gotcha. so I, I, I chose that. Uh, I, I was a little late to the game. There might have been more choices if I had actually responded the day that email was sent to me. <laughs> uh, but it is sent to me through my radio email, which I rarely check. Mm. Uh, and so when it popped up, I saw Barrel Aged Stouts, and I was like, you know what? That's us. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's do it. So we'll be there at the OBAs, uh, April sixth. Tickets aren't on sale yet. Um, it's at Rev Hall. I expect uh, they'll probably require vaccination status, but no masks, and uh, it'll be really fun. Honestly, they might not, though, because a lot of places not. are kind of pulling that requirement, too. But it'll be really fun to kind of get the beer community. This will be the first big beer event uh, since the beginning of COVID, so I'm really excited to be there. Yeah, if you guys want to go, one, it's a cool event. I've only been once, but it was a ton of fun, and... Um, you can meet a lot of the brewers if you want to come say hey to us if you've met us already or if mm-hmm. you haven't. Good good time to do so. And uh, there are <clears> lots <throat> of after parties. Very much so. Lots of after parties and a lot uh, of drinking. I, I, I do not drive down there. But now I live in Canvas, so I'm going to have to really figure this thing I out. I know. We're going to have to plan this. Yeah. I might have to. Last time we did this, my, uh, my wife dropped me and picked me up. Yeah. Mm, my girlfriend might be able to do that. Yeah. But also it's like work night, so we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna just be some expensive lists. It's gonna be, it's gonna be <laughs> tricky. Yep. Uh, right. But it'll be fun. I'm, I'm really excited because I've been to OBAs many times. I've been with you, and then when I was with the Breakside Kids and all, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is our first year of Grains of Wrath being at OBAs uh, because we brew in Portland now too. So oh, that's we, interesting. We I are, didn't know that. We are part of the Oregon Brewers Guild now. I, I am actually the representative for the four Grains of Wrath on the Oregon Brewers Guild. And uh, yeah, we're excited. We, I've been tasting beers that are going into OBAs, but also World Beer Cups, and uh, I think we got a chance. Very nice. Yeah. So yeah, April sixth. April sixth. Cool. Uh, we'll be there, and we'll be presenting. That'll do it for this quick hit today. Again, you can uh, message us Instagram.com/slash beers on us. What have you been drinking? What have you been liking? And uh, every Thursday at four, we post this podcast. And we'll start getting out there in the public again very, very soon with uh, hopefully something in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Could be fun. Should be fun. I guess we'll see you guys next That's week. That's a good one. 14. 15. 15. Whoa. Whoa. Maybe I'm feeling a little way back, playback. <laughs> Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>
hearts. <laughs>